What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast with your boy, Mike Goodwin, the Bowtie Comedian. Yeah. And as I start every episode the same way, it's with the On the Road Again segment. Well, this week I was on the road again. I was in the fine city of Austin, Texas. Austin City Lights. Keep Austin weird. I do believe that this is my first time performing in Austin. I have been to Austin before, but never to perform. So this is the first time I perform, and I did a Dream Team event for Christian Life Austin. What's interesting, they call themselves CLA for Christian Life Austin. But I'm from Columbia, and CLA stands for the Colonial Life Arena. <laughs> so when they were saying it, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, where am I at? But as you know, because my job as a comedian, being on stage, is a very stressful endeavor to get up, to perform in a manner that knocks it out of the park, can be very, very stressful. However, the component that is a part of my job that often isn't thought about, that is equally stressful, is the travel component. Me having to rely on others to get me to where I'm supposed to be. Especially across the the uh, state lines, right? I can't drive to Austin and be effective. That's just not a... For me to get there, I don't even know how many hours that is. So to drive there... Preferably to get in a hotel room and take a nap and then go and perform and then drive back home. That wow. It's not good for anyone. So I have to put my travel needs in the hands, most times, of a Delta flights. Well, with, uh, you know, because the way that I travel, if you know anything about me, I'm on the first thing smoking. Every if I'm out. I'm in the earliest flight, usually, because I want to give myself some margin, give myself some space in case some things go wrong. I can make an adjustment. Same thing was happening. I was going to fly out of Columbia, South Carolina, CAE, flying with ease. Now, I'm a little bit frustrated with Columbia because they're making it a little less easy to fly with ease. There's this fast track program that they are discontinuing now you may not be aware of the fast track because you may not live in columbia south carolina but the fast track is basically you pay i guess you don't really you 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 put your card on file and you have this this card that allows you to to swipe into one of the parking areas and then when you're leaving it's the one on the far left that you can just swipe it builds your card. You keep it moving. Well, apparently that's not making them money. So they're getting rid of it. And they're doing some different stuff. So that it may be better. But because I'm used to it and it's something that I feel comfortable with, change always feels very uncomfortable. Now, whatever the new changes are, I may say, oh, man, this is 
This is really good. I'm glad they did that. But at this point, I don't really feel that way because I know the fast track and I feel comfortable doing it. But that was the, the case. I was flying out of Columbia Friday morning, zero five something, you know, five zero five hundred somewhere in there. I go to bed early because I had to get up. And I missed the text message from Delta where they informed me that they canceled my trip because they probably sent it, if I look at my text, they sent it up a little bit after I got into bed. and went, You know, I probably was in the bed. It's about 10, 20 at night. They send us texts. Basically, it went, when, when Delta sends you a text message, it's not good. They're canceling your flight. They're never like, yo, what's up, Mike? Thank you for being a platinum card member or whatever. Thank you for being a frequent flyer. Thank you for your loyalty to, nah, they're not doing that. They're not sending me happy birthday texts. They saying, yo, we about to wreck your whole situation. That's what we doing. So I happen to wake up. You know, I do a, a regularly scheduled bathroom break somewhere around two o'clock. If I'm doing well, like if I wake up at two, I feel good. Feel like I got some more sleep. <laughs> I don't know if y'all do that. You go to you go to bed at a particular hour, and then you wake up before your alarm sets. So however you however you get out of the bed, and I, I have a I have a you know, an alarm on my phone. And I happened to check my phone. It's about two o'clock in the morning. And I see I received a text from Delta Airlines and I saw canceled flight. So I immediately got out of the bed. So I got out of the bed and I went into another room because I didn't want to disturb my beautiful wife while she is sleeping. That's all I'll say about that because I I can take this moment to take a take a stab, throw some shade, but I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. So I got up, went into another room, and then, well, I had to go get some headphones because I, I didn't want to just be on my speaker, so I went into where my headphones were, got my headphones, and then I went into my, my office at the house called Delta. At 2 o'clock in the morning, they're saying basically there was a little bit of wait because I guess there were some storms that what happened. There were some storms in, in, in uh, Austin, Texas that caused flights to be canceled. So I have about a 14-minute wait, which is no problem. I've waited for far long, far longer than that, many a time. Well, what happens basically, I get on the phone with Delta and I say, hey, you know, I got this flight that you had. You canceled it. They rescheduled the flight, but it was for five o'clock that Friday afternoon, making me you know, probably get into Texas at 10 o'clock. I mean, some outrageous number. And I have the type of job where I need to be there in order to get paid for the work. <laughs> like, they're not going to pay me for the work if I don't render the service. And part of that component is for me to be there in person to render the service. So I tell the woman, I'm like, hey, I got to be in um, Austin. You rescheduled my flight for a time that won't work. 
are they any other times, you know, the flights? So she's basically like not out of Columbia. All the flights, you know, that probably was the first one out of Columbia. But if you could travel somewhere else, you know, we can, we can try to get you out of another city. I say, yeah, yeah, of course. So immediately I say Charlotte, Charlotte. Charlotte is a very sneaky amount of time away from Columbia. And I often like to think that Charlotte's an hour and a half, but it's probably more like two hours when you add in the parking situation at the airport. Because at, at, at Columbia, I I go into the little parking place, out surface parking, and I walk over to the terminal. I mean, it takes probably about six minutes in total. From the time I parked my car to the time I'm standing in front of a TSA agent. Maybe 10 minutes, depending on how I'm walking. But no more than 10 minutes. That's not the same at Charlotte. Because at Charlotte, you need to park. Long-term parking. You got to figure out where you... You got to find a spot. Then you got to get on the shuttle. Then the shuttle takes you over to all the stops that are still. So I think if I'm not mistaken, Charlotte is like on a alphabetical type setup. So you might pick me up in the F's, F 17 or whatever, but we still got to go through the rest of the alphabet before we can go to the terminal. Right. I don't know how long that's going to take. So you got to add extra cushion for Charlotte. So I immediately say Charlotte. So, you know, she's looking at Charlotte there's an 8 o'clock, there's a 10 o'clock. Uh, I don't like any one of those. I like uh, the, the 10 sounded great for some extra sleep, but I'm like, nah, I got to get out of here, man. So I'm like, the 8 o'clock, but then she was like, I don't know if there's space. And, the, you know, the, the first leg is an American flight. Then you have to. I was like, what about Greenville Spartanburg, GSP? So she found GSP, pulled it up. It was a 7 o'clock. I can get you on the 7 o'clock flight out of GSP. Let's do it. Great. So I probably stayed on the phone after the, the whole, the wait. We probably got this taken care of in about 10 to 15 minutes. I mean, it was really quick. I think I was back in the bed by 2.30. I think I was back in the bed to get some more, get some more Z's. And then I, I popped up around 3.30, maybe 3.30, 4 o'clock. To get to Greenville. That's what I do. I don't say anything about this to my wife. I just, you know, do my deal, tell everybody goodbye. I'm on the road. So now there's an hour and a half to GSP. And I've flown to GSP a few times, like a handful of times, but not enough to be all the way clear on what's happening. And I'm cutting it kind of close. Like I'm getting there, parking at about 6 my flight boards at 6.30. I have the pre-check and all that. So it's going to take me on average, I'm thinking, about six to seven minutes to get through the whole deal. Maybe 10 minutes at the most, right? But I don't know the parking situation in GSP. Well, they got the same kind of situation that Charlotte has, but on a smaller scale. They have, like, parking one, parking two, shuttle taking you over and dropping you off. So I, I find it a little difficult to find a parking spot. I pull in the PS or P2 looking for a spot. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, man. I can't find 
So I'm thinking that's going to take a minute. We had about finally four to five minutes. Find a spot, hop out. There's a little shuttle. I kind of hustle over, but not really clear where I am. I look at this because I think they're by shelters. So I see shelter. I make a note of where I park. Get on the shuttle. Shuttle gets me over to the flight. It's all gravy. I get to where I'm supposed to be in Austin. Outstanding. Have a great show. Matter of fact, and I need to say shout out to CLA. They were phenomenal. Oftentimes, I thought I think about it. Comedians will tell you when crowds are difficult, hard. Oh, it took a little bit to get them going. No, these folks were ready out the gate. Matter of fact, the pastor that the senior pastor, they have a senior pastor and a lead pastor. Senior pastor was connected to the other church, said those folks had, had reached reached out and, and told them about me. Basically said those folks at the other church love to come preach at their church. Say this, this is an easy crowd to preach to. And I was like, wow, man, that sounds great. And they were an easy crowd to tell these jokes. I mean, they were, they were ready. I really felt a little hurt because I I could have come with some more ideas. Like this was the crowd. If I had like 10 minutes of stuff that I'm kind of trying to figure out, this would have been a great opportunity to do some. And I did some of it. Like I did put some stuff up that I, I don't really all the way feel comfortable doing in certain places. Uh, especially I'm doing some material about my dad. It's really dark. Like really, it's really hard, really hard material. So I don't know how to get exactly to the jokes. And I threw that out there and it was very, very, dark and it didn't land well and i just was like hey guys sorry that the show took a weird turn but this is kind of what i'm dealing with in my life right now so they were cool i did some things and then we kept it moving so it was a great 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 night great night wonderful show man awesome crowd i felt a little bit uh uneasy because it was formal and i had to wear a tuxedo i hadn't wore this tuxedo in 2023 and apparently, the weight I had the last time I wore this tuxedo is um, not the same weight <laughs> that I have currently. I've allowed, I've backslidden people. I'm in a, uh, I'm of a backslidden, backslidden fitness state. I, it's, ah, man, it's, it's, and I, I knew it, but I didn't know it. You know, it's one of those things where I'm still, I'm on my, on my, on my routine. I go to the gym regularly, but man, I eat. And I eat, and I eat what I want to eat, and it goes in my stomach, and my stomach starts to grow, and I eat, and I eat. So my tuxedo is like, hey, bro, we a little bit tighter <laughs> than the last time. <laughs> Our connection and relationship is a little bit snugger than before. So I gotta get on a program. I gotta, I gotta. I got to throw all my chips in. Cause, and, and that's this this probably another conversation for another day because I am I'm the king of transformation challenges. Like I'll, I'll go and I'll, you know, eat and I eat and I eat it all up. And then I'll see a picture and I'm like, yo, what are you doing out here, my man? And then we get into Operation No T-shirt mode, mode. And then so I burn off the weight. And then I'm looking good, feeling good. Suits up. Not as uh, snug as they were. And now then I begin to eat and I eat and I do the cycle over and over. So it's, I think this is the last time because oftentimes when I go into this, this routine, I go in it to lose weight. 
Now I just need to go in it to maintain a certain physique or fitness. But we shall see. But I did that out there with that tight tuxedo that I had on. And I had on my second string tuxedo pants. I didn't even have them. I had on the backup pants because the first pants, the pants that came with the tuxedo, nah. They'll join. And I, you know, and I, I get stuff, I get stuff tailored. I get it tailored to my specifications. Then my specifications enhance themselves. <laughs> and now my tailored suits that were fitting smooth and and uh really nicely is very uncomfortable and is very oppressive. <laughs> but that's what so that was the deal in that regard. Had a great night. Got back to the hotel. Then enjoyed, you know, I had some dinner at the, at the, at the event. And I had looked at my phone to check in for the new flight, but I didn't. I saw something, but I, I didn't, it didn't register. And it was the same type of deal. I, I got early flight flying out. So I'm like, okay, I'm up at three. I think the uh airport was about 10 minutes from the hotel. We ride. But when I wake up in the morning, I said, man, does my flight go back to Columbia or Greenville, Spartanburg? And lo and behold, that thing was flying me back to Columbia. And I was like, no, sir, no, ma'am. So I look at the phone and saying Columbia. I'm like, nah, bro, I can't. Because I could have flew back to Columbia and then I got my wife drive me to Greenville. And then we both drive. I was like, nah, we're not. That's not. That's doing too much. So I called Delta. This time it was really quick. It was really quick. It's, there's no canceled flights. I got right in. So I'm telling the woman, hey, the first flight's fine. I have no issues getting from Austin to Atlanta. It's from Atlanta to Greenville, Spartanburg, and not Green, not Columbia. So she does her thing, but she can't make the final adjustments. Like she finds a flight. 10 o'clock out of Atlanta gets me into GSP, but she has, she can't do whatever. She, she can't select whatever. So she got to forward me over. Now I'm trying to get out of my room at three 30. I'm trying to get out of three 30. I can get to the parking garage, three 40. Austin is the one where you just walk across the street pretty much, but the time is ticking. I'm on this call. I'm packing my stuff. I'm ready to go, but I don't want to chance the, the call being dropped when I get on the elevator or, or, or whatever. I just like, if I just stay here and finish this call, I can still have, be within my, my time frame. So we, she gets back on the phone. She moves me over to the other person. They're like, oh, we good to go. Uh, check it out. So I check it out. Now I had first class seating on the first flight from Austin to Atlanta. And I wanted to keep that first class seat. So when I re-looked at the, uh, I looked at my app, I said, hey, hey, they got me back here at uh, 19A. Now, mind you, I was in first class all the flights that the one, the one that got canceled, I had first class coming in, both legs. And then when I got it, they, you know, when they moved me to GSP, I was in the back of the back of the bus. Like I was two rows up from the bathroom. It was, but I was like, Hey man, I, I gotta get to Austin. I don't care anything about that. But going back home, I'm like, Hey man, let me get a little bit of this luxury. Let me get some of this, some of this leg room. And so I said, Hey, my seat. And she was like, Oh, it won't let me. And I'm like, Hey, so I'm just going to lose my upgrade. 
So she was like, you probably need to uh, check back in or log out something. So I did that. Got my seat back. Now, when I got on the flight to fly out, it was an aisle seat, first class. The couple came in. It was a couple. So I'm sitting in this aisle. The guy sitting on the other aisle. She's like, oh, can we bother you, one of you to take one of the window seats? And I guess the way I communicated, it sounded like I was saying yes. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that. But when she must have just heard, oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, that's so great. We can just... I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm a, I'm not going to sit in the window seat. And so this woman, oh, I probably should have went in the window seat because she took off her shoes. She smelled like she just played five games of pickup basketball. And it was, she was doing a lot of movement. She went to the bathroom a couple of times. I'm just like, man, she, I probably should have took the window seat. So then I get back to Greenville Drive Home. That happens on the road. Ha! <laughs> That's how it goes. Glad that was uh, behind me, but I'm back on the road tomorrow. I'm in, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, on Tuesday, and I'm in I'm in Dallas, Texas, South Lake, Texas, for the Gateway Men's Summit. So we'll be back on the road again. Now for the part that we've all been waiting for, the best part of the podcast is the best advice ever. I saw this post and I was like, oh man, that'd be a great best advice ever post. So I'm gonna read it and then I'll, I'll the best advice. Well, the best advice, let's start it with the best advice. Don't stay in a place where no one sees your value. That's the that's the best advice ever for the day. Don't stay in a place where no one sees your value. But I saw this post, wanted to read the story. A father told his daughter, congratulations on your graduation. I bought you a car a while back. I want you to have it. Before I give it to you, take the car to the car dealer in the city and sell it. See how much they offer. The girl came back to her father and said they offered me $10,000 because it looks very old. Father said, okay, now take it to the pawn shop. The girl returns to her father and said the pawn shop offered $1,000 because it was a very old car. And a lot, and needs a lot of work done. The father told her to join a passionate car club with experts and show them the car. The girl drove the pat. The girl drove to the passionate car club. She returned to her father after a few hours and told him, "Some people in the club offered me a hundred thousand dollars because it's a rare car that's in good condition." Then the father said, I wanted to let you know that you're not worth anything if you're not in the right place. If you're not appreciated, do not be angry. That means you are in the wrong place. Don't stay in a place where no one sees your value. The more of the story, know your worth and know where you are valued. A diamond doesn't shine on the bottom of a cage, of a cave. And that really spoke to me when I saw that, especially the part where it said, if you're not appreciated, do not be angry. Hey, man, go find places that people will value you. It's, that's, the, that's the best advice ever. Simply don't stay in a place where no one sees your value.
it's incumbent upon you to find community, find your tribe, find the place in which you can flourish. Again, last week I talked to y'all about the college visits I did with my daughter and in talking to her about college in general, just the concept of college. My desire for her is to find a place where you not only grow, not only survive, but you find a place in which you thrive. You can go to a lot of schools and you can get a a great education at a lot of places, but not every place is going to foster an atmosphere for you to thrive and be the best version of yourself and to really tap into talents and gifts and abilities that you did not know were there. Now you can be angry. You can point the finger at other people and say, why don't you see what I'm valued? Why aren't you paying me more? Why don't you have more of a regard? You can do that. Nobody's going to stop you from doing that. But you're far better finding a community, finding a place where folks will, will see you coming and they're like, the champ is here. The champ is here. When I was in college, this girl, Maya. Oh, man, I just her last name. Just it's, it just left my brain. And she she unfortunately has passed. But every time she would see me. She would say, how are you doing, Mr. President? Like this woman, Clinksdale, Maya Clinksdale. She, every time she would see me, she would call me Mr. President. And it was like something that she said was calling to something that was in me. Like she saw something in me even before I may have even seen it. She just was like. <laughs> and I don't know what that was the president of. Like, I was not the president of anything at that time or would desire to be the president, I don't think. But she just would call me Mr. President. And it just, it it would ignite something in me. It, it made me, yeah, yeah, I am presidential. You know, I have a presidential swag out here. So I encourage you to not stay in the place when no one sees your value. Go to the place where you are valuable. Well, we're at the end of another episode, folks. Again, on the road again. I just, I need to manage this time a little differently because I still have to talk to y'all about some insights I just realized about grief and, and my personal journey with therapy. But it's not enough time. It's not enough time. I did attend a funeral of a family member, uncle of mine, and I found it to be pretty interesting. I will say this about um, nowadays, we call these homegoing celebrations. When I was growing up, they called them funerals. Um, I want a funeral when I pass. I don't I don't want y'all celebrating nothing. I want y'all weeping and gnashing teeth. I want y'all passing out. In the, I want y'all hollering, not hollering, hollering, hollering. I want you, oh, Lord, no, Jesus. No celebration of life, man. I want y'all sad. I want y'all. <laughs> I want y'all un- inconsolable. I don't want you celebrating my and giggling and kiki kiki. We doing that now. I want y'all weeping, mourning. I want y'all crying, 
Like the stock market just crashed, man. <laughs> Home going. Celebration? No, man. I want y'all having I want y'all in mourning. I want y'all in ash cloth. <laughs> I want y'all. I want I want Old Testament funeral when I get out of here. All right, y'all. Thanks for checking in. It's been another outstanding episode. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the best advice ever podcast. If you want to, if you have any questions, send me an email at info at comedianmikegoodwin.com. You can follow me on social media. I'm at Bowtie Comedy on Instagram and Twitter and on TikTok. On Facebook, I'm at Comedian Mike Goodwin. Please join my email list, mikegoodwin.com backslash updates. You can get the latest information as it relates to my tour dates that I have coming up. I send out discount code for merch. I I, I do a a weekly email. I just give you some additional insights on just how I'm seeing things and, and just some ideas that I have from this this wacky crazy mind of mine so thank y'all again so much for hanging out with me on another episode see you next week same back place same back channel could have been anywhere in the world but you're here with me and i appreciate you until next time y'all peace